that's all. Spores kicks and fires. He struck him out looking. It's over. It's over. The Rangers have won the World Series. Ranger fans, you're not dreaming. The Rangers are the World Series champions. Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Appreciate that question. It's the miracle on ice. It's Tiger in 05. It's history in the making. This is The Drake Toll Show. And welcome to The Drake Toll Show. Sands Drake Toll. I'm your host, Cam Stewart, alongside the great Aaron Sexton, running the mothership today. It's just us, partner. Yeah. uh, For most of the show. Mr. Big Time's got a... State championship football game to do. Doesn't get much more big time than Texas six-man no, football right. at at and ex- Stadium. Legit excuse today. Which we Not are it. keeping tabs on right now, by the way. Westbrook and the other one that's beating him. Gordon. <laughs> Gordon, yeah. That's not going well. Westbrook just scored. but Yes, that's that's the thing. We're keeping it like... That cut the lead to, I think, 30. Eyes on it, just in case there's not a 45 at halftime, which looks like that's not going to happen, thankfully. They'll right. play which, two halves here. Yeah, which is not... That worst case tragic, scenario, man. yeah, that you make so the tra- state championship game, and then it gets called at halftime as uh, a point sucks, differential, man. which has happened. Which has, has it? happened? Has yeah. it? Does it happen often? I don't follow the six man too much. I don't follow it enough to know how often it happens. I know it did happen, I believe, last year, at least one of the two games. But gosh, that sucks. Man. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to start where we always start, Aaron, and that is, of course. Dallas Mavericks, big victory <laughs> last night over the Lakers. Hey. Gut check, 127-125. Luka and LeBron hug after the game. And a, Boy, and are a you... conversation about Bronny. Yes, there yes. Is, I'm telling you, there is a better than zero chance that LeBron and Bronny are, are playing for the Mavericks next year. Together. Yes. With he, Kyrie. Does say, he has made it pretty clear he wants to play with his son. And he loves playing with Kyrie, and he loves Luka. It would be kind of the ideal situation for him. Would that that would if be Dallas wild, could man. draft Bronny, which somebody's going to take a shot at him? Yeah, pretty high, right? You can right, get, someone's going to reach for him, knowing that LeBron is or, also or maybe coming. trade up. Yeah, even to get LeBron just for that one year. If you're someone like Detroit, and you just you have nothing, right? Like you don't spend the number one pick on him or anything, right? But right. Like if if you're a Detroit or even like an Atlanta at this point, where you're just kind of there, or the Magic. Do you just, like, take a shot? Magic are actually decent. But, like, do you just take a shot on that kind of guy? It's kind of the same thing I think about with, like, teams taking a shot on Belichick after this year. Like, if you're Washington or the Chargers or Arizona, it's like, what do you got to lose at this point? That new owner, I can, I I think that he's going to obviously fire Ron Rivera and that that staff. yeah. I think that if Belichick gets fired like it looks like he's going to be, then I think he will end up in Washington. I think that owner will give Just him full control. Takes a shot. Yeah, he'll give full control. He'll draft terribly on offense, and they'll be about five hundred every year he's there. And then he'll get fired after three years. We're gonna have to talk Mavs super team at some point, though. 
I like this idea, this this super team coming of LeBron and his son. Yeah, I'm all for Luka it, and, and I'm not a LeBron fan. I think that will move the Mavs and the power rankings among Dallas sports teams from third to third, but they'll be pretty good. Anyway, we're talking about Baylor. The Bay- Oh, no, Gordon yeah. just scored again. Yeah, Gordon Uh-oh. answers it's with back a on. long it's back touchdown on. pass. Well, Even for six men, 63 points in, in the first half is... Yeah. That's something. It's going to go to 64. Is it 4 to 1? 41? Uh, I, th- I thought it was 45. You, you're 45. probably right. I, I knew it was 40 somewhere. But but Baylor makes a big hire yesterday. Yes. How about this? Chris Kapilovic as your new offensive line coach. Boy, does that get you fired up or what, Aaron? Eh, I can no, feel no, the excitement permeating. No offensive line coach hires gets, through the me, gets me fired up. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it's it's he's, one of those He's been cases. doing it a long time, so he's right. obviously at least – Pretty darn good at his job. To me, it's 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 like no win, no lose. Right. Like I look at the numbers um, that his offenses have put out. He, he's coming from Michigan State. He was there for four years. The whole tenure of Mel Tucker basically uh, had a year at Colorado, uh, six or seven years at, at North Carolina. The whole time Larry Fedora was the head coach, uh, Kapilovic was the the offensive line coach, and then some other thing basically the whole time. It, he's been doing this, like you said, Aaron, for over twenty years. At least at the at the college level, mm-hmm. he's been doing it even longer than that. Just overall, to coach some high school as well. So, who's going to really stand off the page as an offensive line coach? Truly, I mean, you like when an OC is ambitious and brings in his guy, which is what happened last time. Jeff Grimes was a big name in the OC department coming from BYU, and he brings Eric Mateos with him. All right, offensive line guy brings his offensive line coach. Let's get in the trenches, and it did. That's what happened. It worked. Year one, it was great. Um, But now with Dave Aranda's situation, you're really just plugging together guys who will come here, guys who will come do a one-year internship, and that is what Chris Kapilovic is going to do. Now, I don't know if you heard this, though, Aaron, Big news coming out of this Chris Kapilovic hire, and that is, wait for it, great recruiter. Great. Really? You never hear that about assistant I've coaches. Never when heard like that. when they just get hired, you never hear that. So that's that's good. God. good to know. I just I can't wait for the first head coach <laughs> and that's, that's, to be like sucks at recruiting, man. Good luck with him. That's one of those super obvious things that the light bulb went off when you and Drake were talking about it, I think last week. Uh, when they hired the running backs yes, coach. You're yeah, like, with the running backs. You know, it, it's funny how every assistant coach that gets hired everywhere at every school is a great recruiter. <laughs> we have had so many great recruiters come through the doors at Baylor the last four years with Dave Aranda, and yet the recruiting doesn't get any better. In fact, it's gotten worse, uh, and it's not in a good situation right now. And to be honest, I know this is going to sound like a like a silly thing, but I am looking really short term at this. I don't really care if he's a good recruiter. I I care, Aaron, that he can come in here and fix this offensive line because you got the whole line coming back, right? For better or for worse. Which you know, coming off a three and nine team, I can't say how how strong that is and how excited I am that they're all coming back. But we're 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 working year to year here, and so I really care that he can fix this for one year and then we'll worry about the rest later because if he doesn't fix it in one year it won't matter anyway the whole staff's gone yeah and even if he does fix it in one year they might well all be gone anyway like you've yeah, already dr- you've already dug yourselves the whole recruiting <laughs> they could wise. improve dramatically and still 
the offensive line and this sure. team could still be bad. Right. If they have the number 120 defense again, yeah, sure. they're not winning many more than three games. It'll be nice that I, I think there are some games that they played this year that the offensive line could have made a decent difference. I don't know if it would have won them the game, but the one I keep thinking about, because I thought it was the worst line performance, was that Tech game. Mm-hmm. Where, and, and this kind of goes into the defense as well, because they fall down 14 nothing like that. And they can't move the ball offensively because they have no offensive line. Shapin's running for his life that night. Yeah. They can't establish any kind of run, which is tough enough to do when you're down 14 nothing when you've run three plays anyway. But, like, could that have made a difference if they could have, you know, had a bit of an offensive identity in that game and, and whittled away at this thing a little bit? Maybe. But there's a lot of holes that they need to fill to not be 3-9 and nine and to be better than that. And... I, offensive line is the biggest part of it, sure. But I just need a guy who can come in and, and fix it for one year, to be honest with you. And like you said, I mean, he's, he's been around the block a few times. He's, he's stuck around this dumpster fire that was Michigan State when Mel Tucker got fired in September and everyone had left and checked out, mm-hmm. whether physically or not. Um, he, he stuck with him. But, at, like... I just I look through the numbers, and there's only so much you can do with offensive line play in terms of stats. That's exactly right. Like, I, I understand, like I was saying it on Locked on Baylor, just take it with a grain of salt, but here are the stats kind of thing. So I look at total offense. I looked at rushing offense. Um, sacks allowed. They were better than Baylor was this year, which isn't hard to do. They only allowed 25, which would have been third worst in the Big 12, but Baylor was comfortably worse. So I, I'm looking at them, and I'm just like, nothing jumps off the page at me. Uh, they, he never had a, I think he had once a top 40 offense, um, and that was 39th back in 2021, which was one spot higher than Baylor, which was Baylor's most successful season, by the way. That was Michigan State's most successful season under Mel Tucker. Uh, they were 11-2 and two that year, 7-2 and two in the Big Ten, top 10 final finish. Um, and by the way, they did have some good teams at North Carolina. It's easy to, for Baylor fans to forget that because... Larry Fedora comes in here and it's an abject failure. It's a it's a horrible one season with him as the offensive coordinator. <laughs> right, right. Like there's nothing positive to pull about it. And the only other time you really saw him was that Russell Athletic Bowl when Bay- Baylor didn't have a quarterback and ran for whatever six seven hundred yards against North Carolina in that game. But Carolina had some good teams, man. I think they were a top ten team in that game actually. And Fedora would comfortably had a winning record in his seven or eight seasons there and and it sounded like from what he what he told those 365 guys that Kapilovic was a was a big part of that um he called it a home run hire which I don't know if I can go that far a because it's an offensive line coach and b why wouldn't they say that but Baylor needs something and they need something fast and that offensive line um and who knows maybe maybe Aaron now that Kenan Hall is here as the running back coach, also a great recruiter. Right. Maybe that's, that's going to turn on the street around. Anyway. That, that's what I keep hearing. <laughs> Kenan Hall and Chris Kapilovic and George Munoz and Eric Mateos and A.J. Stewart and Juice Johnson. Great recruiters, all of them. But you put them in the same room and try to find people to recruit. And, oh, well, they're not that great at that. They're all great individually, but collectively... Baylor can't recruit, so yeah. I and just that's one thing that really gets on my nerves is people talking. 
when when you bring up the recruiting rankings, which are terrible. They're they're in the sixties. Bad. It hasn't Very been bad. that low since Dave Roberts was here. Oh, oh! I went back and checked. You know, in Baylor, 2008, by the way, I believe. And this is important because Baylor doesn't need to be great. No. In fact, even in their best years with Bryles, they were in between like 20 and 30. Like it really wasn't until that last year out the door, that great recruiting class in, in 15, right. 16, and you look at, where they were like top 20, but they, they didn't need that to succeed. Right. But even those classes were in the 30s. Right, right. Like, That's what even, I'm saying. like it doesn't like, need to be fantastic, but we're way off the pace now. Yeah, I had this, I had this discussion with Matt Mosley. Because he was like, well, Matt Rule's first class, you know, he had to put that together because Petrie was the only one that stayed committed. I was like, yeah, and you know how, how where that class was ranked? Like 35? Which was a miracle. Yes. And still also really good on a regular year. It should have been ranked higher, obviously. You see the number of NFL players he had. it, But that, that kind of brings me to my point. If you're a great, you and your staff are great at evaluating talent, then I don't worry about recruiting rankings as much. But... This staff, I don't – well, this I staff did. hasn't proven that. Right. Like Matt Rule, he's proven that just in his two brief stops, you know, in Temple – at Temple and here that he knows, even if they're three-stars player, players, who can play and who can't. Right. He can he identify a, and develop. Yes. He yeah. was great at both. The jury's still out on this staff as far as that's concerned. Right. And that so, was, and that so was so the Bryles staff too. I mean, they could develop players. Yes. And, and they started getting higher-rated – recruits as they started winning but they obviously didn't start with those highest rated recruits they're and just, they're they were part so of those behind, aren't they yeah like aranda we've seen in, in that successful 21 season he can make good players gooder <laughs> he can make good players into very good players which i don't know that matt rule was going to do with those guys or maybe he would have but dave aranda made good players into very good players but when you don't start with the good players <laughs> You're way behind the eight ball. And that's what we've seen the better part of this tenure, not just that anomaly of one year. Or as Drake Toll likes to put it, it's like if Kevin Steele just luckily just lucked his way into a sugar bowl. Right. Which is essentially what it is. And so uh I don't know how much Dave is thinking about that with the new staff that he has to hire once again. Uh, but he's gotta think about it in a one year increment here. He just does. If he's if he believes with the conviction that he says that this is a talented team that's that's close. They're they're almost there. They're just young. And one of the reasons he kept his job, Max said, is because they have a young and talented team that needs some more experience. Then in the very short term, I just need coaches who can make the most and maximize these guys' potential. Because you're already so far behind the eight ball in recruiting. I don't know how much that's even going to matter in the next two years. Right. You've got what you got. Yeah, you've got to get guys at the portal, which yes. they're, they're supposedly finally doing. They're that's, throwing some offers out, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind the the, the quarterback name that's been floating around. Yeah. The guy that scored 88 touchdowns. <laughs> I know it's the Mac, but hey. Yes, that's your Toledo quarterback, to Quan You cannot Finn. teach talent. You cannot teach speed. He has both. And he's accomplished. Yes. We're going to talk about he that later. He was the later. Mac player of the year last year. And, and ta- took them to back-to-back championship games. Yeah. Like, I mean, there is something to that, man. He really is. is. Uh, according to multiple different sources that I've read, he is going to be on campus this weekend. Yes. Yes. Visiting Baylor. Game. Yep. And and he's looked like a Big Ten guy, but has Baylor in the mix here. And there are also some other names that have come up in the in the last few days, including Caden Jenkins' twin brother, who's a corner at UNLV. Mm-hmm. He's in the portal now. Hmm. So that seems 
pretty nailed on, uh, you would think. But we're going to talk more about Daquan Finn later. We've got uh, we've got a reporter from Toledo going to call in. He's covered him for a couple of years now. He's got the got the skinny for us on the Toledo quarterback. We're going to take a break a little bit early here, Aaron, because we're going to have Drake Toll. It's actually yeah. on time. Drake on just doesn't ta- take uh, them on time. Well, <laughs> that's me, baby. I've, uh, I'm always on time, much like Ashanti herself. I am always on time. We're going to have Drake Toll calling in in the next segment. We're going to talk a little six-man football, see what the vibe is like at AT&T Stadium, and look at some of the state championship games going on this week. We'll be right back. This is the Drake Toll Show. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back in action Thursday in the Farrell Center for the future Bears game hosting Delaware State. 10.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 11 a.m. tip-off Thursday. Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you for a record-setting November and make a JTC your number one full-service Chevrolet store. With all of our new inventory, it's starting to look a little like Christmas. At Jim Turner Chevrolet, we also have the largest selection of certified pre-owned and in need for more. So before you spend too much, give us the opportunity to earn your business. Give us a call, 840-3261. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. Every day, Incommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, Incommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At Incommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at IncommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing lender. Tis the season to give and it's okay to get. Get holiday gift cards from La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina. Purchase $50 in gift cards and get $10 free for yourself or for someone else. And don't forget La Fiesta can cater your holiday party. Order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on in at La Fiesta located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. Merry Christmas from your friends at La Fiesta. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. All Around Maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, All Around Maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. 
Driven Body Art Tattoos and Piercings has the most creative tattoo artists in Waco, specializing in many styles like traditional, new school, and photorealism in both color and black and gray. Not sure what you want? Try our tattoo roulette. Need a gift or a stocking stuffer? Pick up a gift card for that special person. Come see us at Driven Body Art 5312 Hawthorne Drive at Lake Air Drive or at DrivenBodyArt.com. Does your company need CDL drivers? We can help. ATDS assists companies with training their employees to obtain their CDL license to fill driving positions. There's so much freight to be hauled and not enough drivers to keep up with the demand, especially since it's a requirement to attend a truck driving school now to get your CDL license. ATDS trains drivers for over 20 different companies. They can obtain their CDL license in as little as 20 days and be on the road working immediately. Our only requirement is that you must have a valid Texas driver's license, no outstanding tickets or warrants, and you must be able to pass a drug screen and DOT physical. We train and test on manual transmissions, which sets us apart from other schools in the area. We do not want our students to have an automatic restriction on their license. We start a new class every two weeks, and we also have weekend classes available. Call us at 254-829-1694 to get your employees enrolled to obtain their CDL license. With us, weekdays 12 to 2 on ESPN Central Texas. This is the Drake Toll Show, but you're not hearing Drake Toll just yet. Cam Stewart filling in with Aaron Sexton on the tunes. Aaron, that's one of my favorite songs ever, man. I think it's a perfect song. It's just like, hey, I like being with my boys. Just a couple of dudes. We're having fun. We're young and stupid. It's a great song. Speaking of young and stupid. Just kidding. Stop. Stop. Put the gun down. We have on the CFC collision phone line here, Mr. Drake Toll, host of the Drake Toll Show. Correct. ESPN Central Texas. Drake at the uh, AT&T Stadium covering Oglesby out there for the state championship. Drake, how's the weather in the building? Uh, I do find it interesting. I'm looking through my log for the game in our pregame show. After break number three, we have back to the stadium for the weather conditions. Of that. Uh, and I, I can tell you it is. It's going to be good. Closed. Yeah, 74 degrees, not a drop of rain, wow. not a cloud in the sky, just a lot of bars and a, a jumbotron. Boy, That's the, about it. the good Lord was looking out for them on this day. Drake, I wanted to get your instant reaction here before we talk a little high school football. Um, of course. Our, our boss actually just came in during the break and said we were shattering ratings numbers when they heard it was just me in that first Gary segment. Boss? Yeah, do you have any? Do you have an instant reaction to that? Uh, I will say when you came back with the song and said the lyrics of the song, which was a banger, by the way, banger song that you won't let that you won't let us play. What just happened was was impressive. I can give you that. That's as far as I'll go. Uh, as far as ratings go, there is no legitimate way to track that. If we could, they would be back. <laughs> it's a mystery science there. Yeah. Yes. So, Drake, Oglesby. Yes. They're playing the Mafia today. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. H- have yeah. you been approached by any wise guys, any men in pinstripe suits, anybody looking to sell you insurance, anything like that from the Benjamin side? Uh, just Greg Tepper. 
who the same thing. In a very, who is in a very nice suit today. He is Texas High School Mafia. And, yeah, you know, I, I that's the one thing that I'm worried about when it comes to the Ogilvy side. You're playing a team of coaches' kids. And you stop Talon Hayes and Keegan Hayes and Grayson Rigdon, who are all coaches' kids across the way, then you're going to be okay. But in six-man, when you have three legitimate stars, that's that, – <laughs> That's going to get you places, and that's why that's why Benjamin's number one, not just in the state, but in the nation in six-man football, and would most likely win Division One and Two for Oglesby. The the one saving grace for them, and I say one, there are a few, but the one that stands out is the defense. The fact that Jeb Dixon is maybe the only defensive-minded six-man football coach in America. I don't know how you can be. I mean, I'm sitting when here watching Gordon. It's Gordon and Westbrook are playing right now, and it's 64 to 20 at halftime. The first half took. Uh, oh, just missed over, it, huh? Yeah. Just, just missed, the missed the 45. 45. Just missed wow. 45. So we get a second half, and which, think about this, it would be terrible for Oglesby or Benjamin or Westbrook or Gordon to get 45 at the break because what do you do with the cheerleaders? There are cheerleaders. They're, they're oh, the man. brought out a, a, like a seven member band from seventh grade up to seniors in high school. That it is so. Before we even get to the rest of the matchup here, it's so unique to see, one, the amount of people that are here. It's, it's a stunning amount. There okay. are a ton That's gonna be my next that question. have come to support, to support Westbrook and, and Gordon, and I'm sure Ogilvy will be the same. They've packed out all their, all their playoff games. And they have a band who showed up for Westbrook and cheerleaders who showed up for both teams. And so, really, it's unique to see uh, in front of the big goalpost that actually stands for, for high school games and then Cowboys games, there is a smaller Canadian-style goalpost that's normally where the goal line would be on each side. The field is broken down to 80 yards, so when you see the 50 on your TV screen, it's actually the 40, the 40 is the 30, and the 30 is the 20, and so on. Uh, they have pulled the sidelines, so the two teams don't stand on the actual white on the sidelines. They have about a 10-yard leeway uh, on each side. And so there are yard markers there. So the big, the big number on the field says 20. The little yard marker next to it says 10. <laughs> it is the most confusing, odd, weird conglomerate of football that you could put together. But it's effectively basketball on turf. It's 64 to 20 at halftime. Yeah. It's Bush League. That's not even, they're not even scoring yet. Yeah, Sicko's committee is tweeting it out of, like, how is this game being played? Like, you, you have to break one tackle when you're gone. And that essentially is. That's yeah. six-man football, man. That's why it's so great to, yeah. to shoot highlights for. But, I mean, watching it, it's got to be like watching a soccer game on a football field. Like, I'm not the yeah. brightest knife in the chandelier, man. I, there's too many lines there for me to be like, which one are we paying attention to? But you, you mentioned the crowd there. That was kind of my next question. You know, we have some great high school football towns. You and I have seen quite a bit. And they get into AT&T Stadium, and it just doesn't look as impressive, even though it's great. Yeah. And six-man, yeah. I would think that that would be the case as well. But you're saying... The, the, the convoy has shown up for Oglesby. I know they, they aren't there, like they're not on the field yet, but the convoy has shown up. It reminds me a lot of, you and I were, were here for this situation last year where P&G rolled into town yeah. and they were Ooh. playing right after Bernie and both of the teams had the exact same color scheme. And so that made the Bernie crowd look massive, but come to find out it was just the P&G folks that had been there since noon for a yeah. three o'clock game. We're seeing something very similar for that. Uh, driving up, seeing the Ogilvy cars three, four hours before the game. And not, not only that, but also seeing 
the buses. They got charter buses for the whole community. So And Lark Smith know, said a police escort, by the way. Yeah. Oh a my police God. escort they, to Arlington. Well, think about this. They, they've had football since 1935, and that's something that I'm going to talk about a lot in the pregame show with Coach Terry Crawford, who's a legend from Abbott, and talking to Nicole Shear and then Chad Bothery and a couple of local TV legends before the game, all talked about how it's usually Abbott who you're talking about in six-man right, right. Central Texas. And now Oglesby is right here. And with Coach Crawford, we've talked about how 1935 is a long time ago. And this community has waited that long just to get here for this moment. And now to do it at AT&T Stadium, they closed the whole town. They closed the school. Everybody in Oglesby is going to be here. Uh, It's special. It's special because this is the rallying point of Oglesby, Texas. When you think Oglesby, Texas, you think SpaceX and football. Now you do, yeah. And they're they're proud of that. That's what the whole the whole town has rallied around. They did not want to play off games from '83 to 2020, and now they're at AT&T Stadium. All the credit in the world to Jeff Dixon and his staff. And by the way, you mentioned the game and how wild this game is. That goes committee stuff. Westbrook and Gordon. All right, Westbrook and Gordon. Mm-hmm. They have for Westbrook for Westbrook total yards 322 for Gordon total yards. Oh yeah, I've seen it right now. Westbrook is is. Leading the yardage battle by 33 yards, they trail 64 to 20. <laughs> Westbrook has won. Westbrook has won 37 plays. Gordon has run 16 plays. That's your big difference: is the explosive playability of the Gordon Longhorns. That's what people don't you know you you can never look at a six-man box score and expect it to tell the story because it's just not going. To. Well, yeah, I just saw Gordon time of possession is four minutes. Yes, correct. Four minutes. Whoo. And they've only converted, yeah. they're only one of one on third down, which is a little bit different. Uh, you know, it's more like fourth down and six man. Right. But that's incredible, man. Oh, this is a machine. Now, it's now. Basketball on turf. This, this, is a, this is a David versus Goliath matchup that you've got. I mean, Oglesby, this is a great yeah. story. But I think a lot of the people around the state that follow six man football are thinking, well, you know, great story, but the slipper ain't going to fit. They're going to run into Benjamin and it's going to be. It's probably only going to be one half of football. And I know you talked to some people today. Is that kind of the temperature around AT&T Stadium that, oh, Oglesby, nice story, but they're here with the big boys? Yeah, it's, the temperature is, is business on the Oglesby side right now. And I know that that's not a temperature, but it's, it's certainly the aura that that team and the coaching staff. Sometimes you can look at a coach, you can talk to a coach, and you can tell in a moment like this, he's not – He's not going to be caught unprepared. His team's not going to be caught unprepared. And there are some guys who just deflect blowouts. And Jeb Dixon is one of those guys because he is so anti-pomp and circumstance and so pro-business. And that's the mentality that he brings with the Oakland Tigers today. And, and they're going to wear that in the first half. Look, they're going to take their lump. They're facing a kid in Grayson Rigdon who is maybe the greatest six-man player of all time in the state of Texas. And he's only a junior, the quarterback slash running back for Benjamin, who leads the team in passing, rushing, and receiving. You got to stop that. That's pretty easier said than done. Uh, But right now, Oglesby's confident that as long as they are just business, they can get down by 14, get down by 16, and stay the course. Reminds me a lot when I point to a team that's the closest geographically to Oglesby that's represented here at AT AT&T, and that's Mark. The last Mm -hmm. couple times that Mark has been to Arlington, they have taken big upsets because the, big, the the massive underdog came in with business on their mind. They weren't going to let a deficit get in the way. You saw it last spring, another Central Texas team who got down 21 nothing and won. I fully expect 
Oglesby is going to trail in this game in the first half at some point. Could be the first possession, but they're not going to get in. They're not going to get in too deep, and they at least keep this thing close. And if it is close toward the end, they I, I think they, they've got the edge. Yeah, they got the edge. Yeah, and I i mean, we talked about that Winthorst upset a few years ago. Now, Winthorst does have a good history, but nobody thought they should have been in the same building as Mart in no, 2020, and they no. end up winning. So, pretty similar here. I mean, Benjamin's going for whatever, the fourth in a row or whatever we said yesterday. Uh, so, it is it is kind of like that. Now, before I get your Oglesby prediction, which we kind of just got a sneak peek into a little bit in that last answer, uh, looking ahead past today, we, we talked about this a little bit off the air, and more looking at the schedule here, are there any good games, good matchups in the state championship round? I'm looking at them, and, and they all seem like all the experts are picking one team each time. It, it doesn't feel like there's these great classic showpiece matchups here in the state championships. Is there any that you're looking yeah. at? No, it, it, it's not good. <laughs> in fact, you said we were going to go to a game, and you said, well, all of these are going to be blowouts. Why do you want to go? Yeah. There was not. There were only a couple games that I could pick out that I thought, okay, here is an opportunity for a competitive matchup, and most of those came at 11 a.m., and I'm not waking up to get to AT&T at 11 a.m. and to watch two teams that I don't care about. Um, I, 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 this one has a chance. They, they all have a chance for a team to come out with an upset, but as it sits, I, I think Toller is going to route Timpson. I think Mart should route Albany. I, I think Franklin should beat Malakoff by at least 10 or 14 points. Probably of the games that I've mentioned so far, that's the one that I that has the best chance of an upset occurring. Um, Tidehaven and Gunter, Anna Chapel Hill. I think Anna's going to win that one by ten or fourteen points. I expect Belleville to roll over oh, Gilbert. Boy, they've rolled over everyone. Game, yeah. Alito and Smithson Valley. I'd be, I'd be again. That's probably my top three so far for upsets. Smithson Valley is dangerous, but again, it's it's Alito. How do yeah, you I can't them? pick against Alito, man. Um, <laughs> I think I mean you saw what South Oak Cliff did to PNG last year. They didn't beat them in the submission, but they beat them down. They controlled that game, even though PNG was scrappy and kept it close. South Oak Cliff still won it by double digits. That's going to happen again. North Shore Duncanville is always fun, maybe the most fun of the games here, the 3 p.m. Saturday game, and then DeSoto and Summer Creek. It's, it's DeSoto's going to win that game. I, I just for what we've seen in the past. This is not a good slate of games because it's pretty predictable so blowout. Yeah, and yeah. there are so many very uh, games that could very easily go out. Yeah, I think that's the Alito one's a perfect example. I think we both thought, yeah, Smithson Valley can give them a good run, first time in state, twenty years. But like, uh, come on, Alito's going to win. So anyway, yeah. before we let you go, Oglesby, real quick, Oglesby, Benjamin, who's your winner today? You know, I have talked to enough people in the town of Oglesby to make me believe. And you know I'm a believer. I, it's, oh, it's boy, do I know. That gets you going. And having talked to so many members of the community, not just Coach Dixon, but also those who have lived in Oglesby long before he has and, and gotten their takes on on the history of what of what this community, of what football means to this community, I can't, you can't pick against that. You can't, you can't pick against that. Um, I, it's going to have to be a shootout, though. Oglesby is going to have to... Sure, the defense can play outstanding and still give up 60 points, but that's the nature of six, man. I'm going to go 73, 73 to 64. Wow. It's nine points to keep this game out of being a one-possession ball game and give Oglesby a win. They turn it into a shootout. The defense plays just well enough. As long as they force two turnovers, they can stay in the game. Oglesby wins it by nine in, in a game that goes over 130 combined points. And it brings out all the schmaltz of a Hallmark script. 
when Oglesby wins today. Drake Toll will have that. That's 2 o'clock kick. Is that right? One thirty or 2? 1.30 pregame on Shooter FM, 2 o'clock kick. All right, 1.30 pregame on Shooter FM and then following it up at 2 o'clock. Drake Toll from AT&T Stadium. Drake, thanks so much for joining the Drake Toll Show. That means we'll see you later. And that means when we come back, we're going to talk some sports, Aaron, if you can believe it. I was waiting to do that. Did you just hang up on it? Yeah, as soon as the interview was was over, I was was hanging up. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Right. That was emphatic. We got to move on, dude. We're going to talk some sports. We're going to talk some Cowboys a little bit when we come back here on the Drake Toll Show. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Snap to Prescott, fake to Pollard. Only heard here. Deep and going to the middle, and there's Cooks all along. In the middle of the end zone, touchdown Cowboys. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills, live from Highmark Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Cowboys and Bills, Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 and Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Well, it's that time again, the most wonderful time of the year. And just like most of us, the Foundation Doctor's thinking about home and family. Hey, Dad. Hi, Jay. What you working on? I'm building a gingerbread house. That's cool. Why's the door so crooked? And why is your chimney leaning like that? I guess my house needs the Foundation Doctor. (laughs) You're such a goofy kid. Is your house starting to look like a Pinterest project gone wrong? Are you worried about the jolly old fat man making it down your crooked chimney? Then you need to call the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. From all of us at the Foundation Doctor, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and a very blessed New Year. The Foundation Doctor is just like old Santa Claus. Just like old Santa, we make house calls. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. 
Mosley's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Don't go through another year with that awful joint pain. Call QC Connects right now. Make 2024 the year you go back to living normal life again. Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. QC Connects can give you your life back. The nation's leader in regenerative medicine. These are all natural treatments that can repair and restore that damaged tissue, giving you pain-free movement. Again, if you have pain from an old injury or pain associated with arthritis, you need to check this out. The future of medicine is here. Regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. Make the call now so you can get the most out of 2024. Get back to doing what you love. And don't forget, you can use your HSA and FSA funds. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100. I love, I love the cranberries, oh, but I love... Let play a little bit. It's great, man. Just my imagination. Just my imagination. Just my imagination. I love the cranberries. I have a video that I'll send you that I have saved because I love the cranberries, too, of her singing uh, Linger on the BBC in, the, in like mm-hmm. a radio studio like this. Okay, with like just, one of those mini desk type things, but yeah, the BBC with just an acoustic guitar, and and she sounds amazing. God, it, it's gonna make me cry. It was about, I think it was probably about a year before her death, which is even sadder. oh. So I am such a huge Cranberries fan, and while I was in school, I was actually studying abroad in London on in 2018, early 2018, and uh, we, like we didn't have you had to be a Wi-Fi to connect to anything because I was international, and. One of the classes I took, one of the requirements was like, watch the news uh, to see how it's different from U.S. news, right? And so this night, I'm literally just watching the news on TV. I haven't been plugged into anything all day. And like, it's the lead story. She died in London. Was that Dolores O'Riordan died? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, this, it just felt so old school that you actually got your news from the news. Like, the yeah, nine that's o'clock, always five weird o'clock when news, you're... whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, but I was devastated, man. I love the Cranberries. It's my second favorite band of all time. Yeah, they're great. Oasis is number one, but Cr- Cranberries, we've said this on the show, their top three is as good as anybody's top three song, of which this one wouldn't actually be there for most people. It would be for me. I really love this song, but like Linger, like you talked about, Dreams, and Zombie. Zombie's one of the greatest hard rock songs ever written. Like, facts, but anyway... Yeah, zombie and linger. Hard to hard to top those. Two <laughs> I, I was just I I need to stop myself at some point because I will talk cranberries just all day, and the great the late great Dolores O'Riordan. May she rest in peace. Absolutely. And is it just my imagination, Aaron? 
I'm using the lyrics again. See? See what you did there. Or do the Cowboys have a shot? I, I We talked about this on the show yesterday. And it's a long shot to win the NFC East. But I think there's a, a seed. There, that's <laughs> what I'm trying to see. So, okay, so the Eagles win out. They're good. Right? Correct. Now, my question to you as our expert. Correct. Even if they win all their divisional games left, does that solidify them? Because I will they have the same divisional record? Because I look at this Cowboys schedule. Eagles, it's easy. They play the they play the Giants twice to end out the season, and they play in Seattle this week, mm-hmm. which I think could be could be if, a molehill that they. This can trip is the over. one that that Dallas needs them to lose because yeah. I don't see them losing either time to the Giants or to the Cardinals. The Cardinals is the only one. Yeah. yeah. So. The Cowboys are like, well, I could see them losing to the Cardinals. Yeah, it it hey, can happen. Don't, don't disrespect the Cardinals. It can happen. They can jump up on you. But uh, <laughs> but looking at that that game this week, I mean, that is not a nailed-on Philly victory, even though I think Philly is a much better team than Seattle. We saw the deficiencies that the Eagles have right now on full display on Sunday. And they go across the country to Seattle uh, they're, they've just been beaten up the last couple of games, and Seattle is just desperate, capital D desperate, for a big win to solidify a playoff spot. They basically lost the division last week, which was a long shot for them anyway. So right. that opens the door for the Cowboys, because to be honest with you, Aaron, I think they're beating the Bills this week. I do too. I'm not, and I, I, I'm and not they're super, underdogs, which is incredible. I'm not super concerned about this game, and I'm already planning my, my bets, <laughs> even though I have a rule against betting on the Cowboys or Baylor, because... I, I, then you can't enjoy it. Well, no, I just I can't <laughs> something else. see it objectively most okay, of the true. time. But I think I can see the Cowboys objectively since I'm not a super fan anymore. I think they beat I think they beat the Bills this weekend. They two and a half point dogs. So clearly the Vegas Bills barely beat the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have been bad for the are last also month. kind of reeling. Yes. yes. So I think that's what I was going to say. I think they're taking that win very seriously. Now look, you beat the defending Super Bowl champs and. In their house, I mean that's a that's a big win. But both these teams coming off of beating the conference champions, okay. So uh, I mean, obviously coming in hot right now, and I just think what kind of what you talked about. The Chiefs haven't been good the last month. Neither of the Bills, man. They turn the ball over a lot. Yeah, no, they've they... got a good turnover margin, but they've thrown the second most picks of anyone in the league. And I don't know if you know this, Aaron, but the Cowboys. Are pretty good at picking off passes. They are. They're also They're the very good at uh, turnover differential. At sacking the quarterback, and I know Josh Allen can run and it's hard to take down. But yes, I think they'll be pretty good at doing that. They're up that there pretty high game. in sacks. By the way, so is Buffalo. They're fourth in the league in sacks. That that's yeah. what their defense relies on right now. Right. Actually, I don't think they're and I know is all every, that strong. Everybody brings up the Cowboys' loss to the Cardinals, rightfully so. Terrible game. Early in the year, though, you're talking about it. Uh, Bills team that before the win against a struggling Chiefs team, you know, they had a loss against the Jets, mm. who the Cowboys remember that. Yeah, beat that by sucks. 30, I think. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, so, like two weeks later. So yeah. it's not like it was way right. different time timeline. Absolutely. So, so we'll see. I mean, I'm not, Buffalo's definitely not bad, but I think I think the Cowboys win this game. And we, this is going to be a good test to see how much how well this travels. Yeah. I mean, the offense has been great, and they the whole team has just been excellent at home. And we know they're going to have to probably go on the road to win a playoff game if if my prediction does not come true and they don't win the NFC East, which is definitely more likely than not. So we'll need to see if it travels. Uh, if the weather is funky, obviously that's advantage Buffalo just because they're more used to it and 
Dallas plays inside a lot of the time, but um, we're gonna have to see if that follows. Uh, make sure let me know, let me know what you think about this Cowboys team. CMC Auto Hotline is two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Aaron, I know it's been blowing up over there. We haven't had anyone with a coherent thought yet. Tony's on the line. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Can I get a breaking news? So, no. No, I'm just kidding, kidding. Tony always brings it. I'm kidding. Tony, Tony, are you ready to talk? (laughs) Tony, how are you? I I am, and I I still don't know if I'm going to add a coherent thought. (laughs) Better than I can, to be honest. I'm going to try it. So, um, Cam, Dan, you all the time for giving me hope. Like, I'm not going to lie. After the 49ers debacle, I was like, this is the same team. They, they, they fill me up. They give me all this hope. And then they crap the bed come playoff time. And, and the last few times y'all have asked me about when we, to the Cow- uh, when we have spoken about the Cowboys, if I believe, and I still don't believe, um, because ultimately I, I do – Kind of agree with you, Cam, that it's possible. I, I, I don't trust the Eagles not to, to, not to lose another game. Crazier things have happened. I don't know they have. I know they have a cake cup, a, a cupcake schedule, but um, do we know if Geno Smith is going to be back for uh, Monday night's game against the Eagles? It's still questionable. Okay. I think I think okay. uh, Carol said that they're hopeful, but still not sure. Something like that. Okay. Okay, they still got three legitimate receivers, and the Eagles can't cover a wet paper bag right now in the. That's been a real struggle. And Drew Locke's terrible, but he can throw a deep ball. Yes, it's reason still in the league. Decent. (laughs) He looked decent against probably the best defense in the league right now. I know stats say the Browns, but let's the San Francisco's in another world with their defense, especially their second, their their back seven. Um, So I I I see Seattle, especially in Seattle, because it is it is in Seattle. I, yep. I I would not be surprised at all to see Eagles drop that game. I know they're going to try to rebound and oh, this is going to be you know the riding of the ship and everything else. Though, but I have like they remind me of last year's Vikings. Good on paper that's, or like yeah, that's look a lot of close wins, yeah. yeah. But and they, I don't trust them to. I also do not trust them to also beat Seattle. Um, so if that does happen, great. They have inside them being the Cowboys have inside track to the NFC East. But like I've been saying, the Bills game and the Miami game and Detroit's kind of whatever now. But those are three legitimate games that they still have to go and win. Um, I know Miami stumbled on Monday night at themselves against the Titans and everything else mm-hmm, yeah. and the Bills or whatever. But, I mean, I just it, – so here's my thing. In the past, going into Buffalo and then, you know, just the way that this team has been the last 28 years, this is a game – that it's ripe for them. This is a game that they would normally lose. You're high on the hog. Mm-hmm. Everything's great right now. Absolutely. And then this you go and you just are not able to pull out this game. Um, I keep saying, and I've said it the last three weeks now, these next two games especially will tell me everything I need to know. But even if they somehow miraculously win these next four, the fourth one being, of course, the commanders, whatever, um, I hate to say it, I still do not trust them Going into Candlestick, not Candlestick, going to Levi Stadium yeah. now and, and beating Sam Fran again. Can I give I, you? I, can I give you some more hope here, Tony? Can I? Can I do that I, to you? Can I, I give you some more Kool Aid to drink? Never, no, no, no. I, well, look. I, how about this? I, I think. Year, no. I think they're going to beat the Bills this week. I'm going to make that prediction right now. The Cowboys are going to beat the Bills this week. 
Put your money on it as underdogs. And then the next week, at Miami, Christmas Eve, big matchup. But Miami's scuffling too. Mm-hmm. Miami's just coming off a loss. And I will say, to be fair, about the whole weather thing, because we're going to hear that throughout the rest of this week about Buffalo and what that weather might be, I am more concerned about a Miami weather game and it being just hot and humid. Maybe it's just me being a Patriots fan, but we see teams crumble down there in the winter every year. And that Miami offense is is still elite, but they have been on the decline in the last couple of weeks. They've been figured out a little bit. And I like the Cowboys secondary. I think there's a chance in that game as well. I, I, I don't I'm not gonna guarantee a victory like I will over the Bills. And then the Lions come in. They just lost to the Bears, by the way. The Lions did. The Bears are trying to lose football games. I, again, as a Patriots fan, very happy to see the Bears win football games. And so they're not at the top of their game like they were earlier in the season as well. So I, I'm not saying they're going to go 4-0 to, to close out this season, but crazier things have happened. I think that's how good the Cowboys are playing right now. Is that enough hope for you, Tony? Is that exactly what you didn't want? Yeah, okay. And I, I, I have seen nothing these last four or five weeks to disagree with you. It's just I hate every – like, I think I brought it the first time we ever spoke on this radio show. And every year they give me this hope. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this seems actually legitimately different. And then they get to the second round of the playoffs. and They're not different. They, it's, not, it's not different, you know. Um, and that's – I'm just jaded at this point. I, 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 would, I would love to be wrong. Please let me be wrong. But in, until they go into – until they slay the San Francisco beast, it it – it, it is what it is, but I, I appreciate the hope. Trust me, I, I'm there. I just, I, ha, I have, I hate having my heart broken every year. Well, I guess we just gotta wait to see how it plays out. Tony, thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a wonderful day. You too, Tony. You too. Uh, I do have an update before we go to break here. The 45 point thing for six man football. That is for any point in the game. I don't know if you knew that, Aaron. <laughs> and, um, okay, so yeah. That... This just had a dramatic ending. So Westbrook forced a fumble mm-hmm. in like a movie-type script where this guy just breaks through the line right away. On, a, on kind of an option toss. And, yes, and hits he... the quarterback right away and takes the ball away. Mm-hmm. And then they lost the football right after that. Gordon went in and scored. That's a 70-20 to 20 final. That's a tough way to end your what season. A, imagine, though, like saying for the rest of your life, I clinched the state. I had the game-winning touchdown in the state championship. We won seventy to twenty. Right. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's, oh, that's great. True. Yeah, it was the clinching touchdown. It was the clinching touchdown. That's like uh, March championship uh, two thousand nineteen, I believe, when they set the the uh, state yeah, uh, was title game scoring record. They they called off the dogs very early, and at the end, they had tr- I want to say true freshmen, but. They had high school freshmen in oh, at the end. High uh, freshman quarterback, freshman running back. They were playing everybody they could, just handing the ball off off tackle, and they were still breaking sixty and seventy yard <laughs> oh, runs. Man. It was like I, I could not have felt. I can't even remember who they played. I could not have felt worse for the other team. But there was another coach. Altman could. He no, did everything no. he could outside of kneeling every kneeling play, play, and that would be even more insulting. Everybody knows that. Absolutely, man. So. I mean, truly, and that's that. Mart is back to that. And they'll be playing tomorrow, I believe, for the state championship. Going for their first one since 2019, which yeah. seems weird to say. And then going for some revenge against the Albany team against that Albany. beat them last yeah. year in the state championship game. Yeah. Well, we've got some – well, Mart plays 11-man football. But we got more 11-man football to talk about. And a big-time transfer portal quarterback prospect coming in to visit the Baylor Bears. 
this weekend. We'll talk about it next on the Drake Toll Show. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long, here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action this Saturday in Detroit, taking on Michigan State. 12.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 1 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, how lovely are your SUVs? Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, I love the trucks you have for me. Strong and tough with luxury, room for all my family. Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, you are the dealership for me. So I have been in the operating room most of my career watching people have orthopedic surgery, watching people get knees replaced, hips replaced, shoulders fixed, and I knew there had to be a better way. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a medical director for QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in non-invasive regenerative treatments for pain relief. I see so many people who could have been helped before they got to the operating room if only they had known about regenerative medicine. QC Kinetics, a natural alternative that uses your body's own healing process properties to help restore and repair damaged joint tissue, providing long-lasting relief without drugs, surgery, or downtime. Well, it feels great when I do get to see somebody who we help, who I know I kept out of the operating room. It's amazing how we change people's lives without surgery. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine Diamond and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. From our family to yours, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina wants to thank Central Texas for voting them as the best of Tex-Mex restaurant for 2023. And thank you for the votes for the best of chips and hot sauce, best margaritas, best enchiladas, best queso, and the best tortillas. Making you hungry? Then stop on at La Fiesta Restaurant off Franklin Avenue in Waco. Check them out online at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. 
Save thousands of dollars on a new or used boat at Marineland Boating Center's Fall Clearance Sale. Marineland is now your local dealer for Mercury Motor Power National Bestsellers, Tracker, Sun Tracker, Nitro, and Tahoe. So we're clearing out our previous inventory, and many of our boats are now priced at dealer invoice cost. You won't find these prices anywhere else. Or you can be one of the first to buy a new 2024 model Tracker with a powerful Mercury motor. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WRNG boat dealer. First Central Credit Union is opening doors to home ownership. First Central's open door mortgage loans up to 95% of the appraised home value with low closing costs, no points, low origination fees, flexible terms, and competitive rates. Consider refinancing your mortgage or securing land for building. We loan up to 75% of the appraised value of land. Apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Some restrictions apply. Equal housing lender. Member NCUA. On the road with Mr. Rhodes. Hey, here's a shocker. Cars are bigger than people. So if you're behind the wheel, be careful. Those crosswalk stripes, yeah, they aren't left over from National Pain of Street like a zebra day. They mean you need to stop for people in crosswalks and yield the right of way when turning at intersections. And no looking at phones, photos, texts, emails, or holding your jeans or where that nickel fell. Oh, and please slow down. Sound device. Mixed in with professional sound effects. Be safe, drive smart. A message from Textile. gave you my second favorite band. This is my second favorite musical artist. I love Emily. She's so great. So her, her life is so sad. You seen that documentary? I have. It's, it, it makes me so it's angry. It's a great documentary, but it's so like tough to watch. Yeah. Well, it's it was her dad and her husband who she said no good men in her life. No, like, not one. All they she were worried about was was the money she was making. They just, didn't care one terrible, bit about man. her. Oh, sad. It's the worst. She should have me. Should have me in her life. That would have fixed it. Maybe <laughs> much better music today. I don't know who was on the on the selections oh, today, it was Aaron. Terrible but, yesterday, jeez. Oh, what a comeback! What a comeback! <laughs> Speaking of comeback, that's exactly what Baylor needs after a three and nine campaign. And this isn't the most uh, you know prevalent of positions that they need help in. But I've said it from day one that they were going to go to the portal for a quarterback, assuming that one of these guys is going to transfer that was already on the team. Blake Shapin has made that easy for you. He's already gone. And so they have thrown out some offers, thrown out some targets. And one of them is Daquan Finn from Toledo. And he is absolutely one of the best on the board in terms of quarterback, which includes, you know, Dante Moore out there, Kyle McCord, Dylan Gabriel looks like he's found his spot. Riley Leonard found his spot. But but he was, Daquan Finn was in the top 10 or top five of all of these lists. And he has had a mega career at Toledo in which he has thrown for 63 touchdowns and accounted for 88 overall. He's the Mac player of the year. He plays at Toledo. So I said, let's bring on somebody who has watched this kid play inside and out. So now joining us on the CMC Auto Hotline is Tyler Segerman from WTOL 11 in Toledo, the Toledo Rockets football expert. Tyler, can you believe that Daquan Finn is looking for greener pastures? 
Well, how how you doing, Cam? Uh, I'm good, uh, Tyler. How are you, man? On the show with you guys. Appreciate you extending the invite. Um, but yeah, no, I I'd, I'd say I'm not shocked. Obviously, uh, you know, in this kind of landscape, anytime a player of his caliber stays with a group of five school for as long as he did, it's kind of a blessing more than anything. Um, so I don't necessarily think that I'm surprised because, like you mentioned, as with the stats and everything, I mean, the talent speaks for itself. A high character kid as well. You know, coming out of high school as Mr. Football in Michigan, I mean, he. a lot of people, when that news came out a few weeks ago, I mean, we're talking Ohio State, Michigan. I mean, they, they a lot of people think, at least around here, that he has Big Ten talent. Obviously, the Big 12, not too far behind there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it sucks, you know, as as a fan of Toledo, as a, as a person who covers the, the Rockets uh, year in and year out, year up here, you know, losing a talent of his caliber, uh, definitely is going to hurt the football team, especially coming up in this bowl game, but also just uh, throughout uh, the program as they move forward. But I'm not, I'm not shocked per se, because again, the talent of this kid is is too great. And I think, you know, I, talking with him over the last two years, you know, he's he's a team first guy, and you know, he he wants to win. He wants to do what he can to to be put in great environments, great atmospheres with great teams, great coaches. So I, I'm not shocked. And I'm actually, I, I'm, I'm looking and eager to see kind of where he lands because wherever he goes, he's going to be a, a big part for that program. Yeah. And trust me, Tyler, once we start getting some great players down here, we won't be shocked either when, when they had decided <laughs> to head to the transfer portal. Uh, but he has announced he's, he's making a trip to Waco either the end of this week or this weekend. So there is a shot there for Baylor and for those who don't know, because, you know, I mean, we tune in on Tuesdays and Wednesdays for Maction, but for those who don't tune in, Tyler, tell me the kind of quarterback that Taquan Finn is. Yeah, so he, he is, I mean, you'll, you'll notice with the numbers and the, the the stats, you know, that he looks like a dual threat, and he is. Can do I mean, it all, his, yeah. His athleticism, yeah, his, his athleticism is beyond... Uh, what you would normally see in a in a Mac quarterback, but he really he really likes to sling the ball. He's not really a run first type of guy, um, and it, it's crazy. He's just you know the amount of rushes. Uh, yeah, I think he believe he ranks second all time in program history with rushing yards, but he's just it's not more lethal through the air. And you know the Toledo's a run first team, so the fact that he's been able to accumulate all of the passing yards and all of the completion percentages and things like that throughout his career is just a testament to his ability and his ability to process what's going on. Because yes, he, he, you know, the things break down, he can take off and run 80 yards if he needs to. Um, but he's definitely a past first quarterback, uh, with the capability of, of breaking a long run and, and candle Jason candle, the head coach at Toledo has been able to design some QB runs, uh, here and there to kind of, make sure that he's it is running uh you know when he can because obviously that has been an electric uh, feature for him throughout his career um but i would definitely say that it, when things go the way they, they they should you know he's looking to pass the ball and then kind of running as the last resort yeah well either way it's worked either way it's yeah. worked and and <laughs> yeah, for you covering true. toledo i mean they had i think from 20 2004 to 2022 i think one mac championship game appearance They've been there the last two years. They won it last year. He's the conference player of the year. You talked about that team-first mentality that he has. So, you know, I don't need a percentage or anything on it, but how much do you think Daquan Finn has contributed to this this turnaround the last few years for the Rockets? 
Oh, huge. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if he can go above 100 percent. But yeah, he's played a huge factor. I mean, but, well, the crazy thing is, is he's I mean, it's, he just completed his third year as a full time starter. But since he came in in 2019, he's been playing. You know, he's got he got reps as a freshman, as a redshirt freshman. I kind of became that full time starter during his sophomore campaign. But any I mean, he's he's been in the, within the program. He's been involved basically since he stepped onto campus day one. And the, the amazing thing about him too is like he doesn't seem to get rattled. I mean, obviously there's going to be mistakes here and there, but I mean, if you look at where he's played throughout his career, I mean, granted it is Toledo, so I mean you're playing a lot of max schools, but he's played in Columbus, he's played in South Bend, Indiana, yeah. he's played at Illinois. You know, he it's not like. He hasn't played in big time environments, and that's why you know wherever he goes, and, and I imagine he's gonna you know end up at a power five school somewhere, whether it be Baylor, somewhere else. You know he's not gonna be have that shock and awe factor because he's he's been there, he's done that. I mean there was I don't know if you guys have pulled up the tape, there was a, a throw he made that Toledo's only touchdown against Ohio State last year. Uh, he was running out of the pocket, off balance, and just heaves it downfield 50 yards, a dime to the back of the end zone. That was Toledo's only score. And that was the first quarter. So that tells you, you know, that he's he's ready to go. He's locked in. I mean, obviously the talent could, took over in that game, but it tells you that this kid, you know, he's not afraid of the moment type thing. And um, it's just been, like I said, it, it's it's been a blast to to see him over the last couple of years. But you know, I I am excited for him because I think his talent will will transfer over to whatever big time program he decides to go to because he is that type of kid. And the numbers, they're just stupid. I mean, one of six quarterbacks in all FBS, so not just group of five, one of six quarterbacks with 2,000 passing yards and 500 rushing yards this year. And he's the only FBS player with 18-plus touchdown passes. I know it's cherry-picking a little bit, but the only player with 18-plus touchdown passes and seven-plus rushing touchdowns in each of the past three seasons, okay, in each of the last three. There's only been four players who've done that the last two years. That, those were Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jordan Travis, and Daquan Finn. So the yeah. way I preface this question is, was there any point that you remember that you saw a throw or a win or something where you're like, yeah, man, this this kid's going to be playing in, in, some, in some bigger stadiums here pretty soon? Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, I mean, what, to getting to see him play uh, in the shoe at Ohio State, uh, was pretty awesome. Like I, like I mentioned earlier, the throw that he made to, to score that first touchdown in the first quarter was just unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I mean, even this year alone, you know, there's been some moments where, you know, this kid just looks like he's way better than anyone in the Mac and rightfully so he obviously won the MVP of the conference this year. Um, but you know, I would, you know, just that's not a specific moment. I mean, there was, I don't know if you watch, I mean, you mentioned Maction and everything, but the rivalry right. up here, the big one is Toledo and Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. And Toledo jumped on top early thanks to one of his rushing touchdowns. I believe it was a twenty yard uh I don't know if it was a designed run, but he went straight up the middle and no one even touched him. I mean that's how elusive uh this guy is. But then Toledo fell down and second half, I mean their defense obviously played a big part, but you know, they wouldn't have won that game without Finn's talent, arm and rushing. And the last play of the game, I believe it was under two minutes to go. Um, you know, it was a fourth down. I mean, game on the line, rivalry, bragging rights, you name it. And this guy steps up and checks down. You know, it wasn't his first read either. He checks down to his running back. Running back takes it all the way 50-plus yards, and that's how Toledo 
ended up winning their rivalry game and keeping that win streak going. Obviously, the MAC title game wasn't his best performance, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, there's been many, many <laughs> of moments and uh, uh, exposure for me and just being able to watch him where I knew, okay, this kid, and that, that's that's the other thing too, is when you initially asked, you know, what our surprise, like, I, I was more, I, I, I wasn't more shocked than anything. I was more happy for him because having seen him play the way he has throughout Toledo, throughout Mac, uh, throughout even the non-conference games when he goes and plays better competition like the Big Ten and they uh, Notre Dame and things like that, like you could just tell that he's different. And obviously now he's going to make somebody happy because that talent's now going to go somewhere else. <laughs> and you're telling me for the most part, he's nails in big games too. I love to hear that. Uh, last question for me. Looking at some of the one, some of the places that Vegas put odds on that he might go to. Now he is a he is a kid in Big Ten country. I mean, he's grew yep. up in Detroit. You mentioned it, Mich- Mr. Michigan football. Uh, so some of the odds on favorites: Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Michigan State. Both looking for quarterbacks for sure, and sticking in the Big Ten with UCLA and USC. But Baylor has put the offer out there, and he is making the visit. So there's only so many visits yep. you can make. Just from what you know about him. Would you be surprised to see him end up in a Baylor uniform next year? I would not. I think throughout this process, and again, I haven't spoken with him personally for a couple of weeks, um, but I, I think he's going to go find the best fit regardless of location. I mean, I know he's been in Big Ten country, you know, pretty much his whole life. You know, he's basically been playing an hour from his hometown for the last five years. Um, and like I said, I know people have been throwing around the Big Ten schools for him, but for him, I, I, he – with his talent and his character, I think he can be put in any system. Um, obviously, with his legs, I mean, that's an added element to where, you know, if you have a pro-style offense, he can add to that with his mobility. Um, if you need to, you know, go air raid or throw the ball around, he's obviously shown he can do that as well. So I don't know if there's necessarily any type of um, restriction on where he can and cannot go. I mean, I just think for him, it's kind of fit and obviously playing time. You know, he's not going to go to a school where he's going to back up somebody. Right, he just, right. you know, led Toledo the last three years, especially to a conference title as well. So, um, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to Bay. Honestly, I'd, I'd be, I'm a Big 12 guy myself. I went to Oklahoma State, so I would love to see Daquan Finn in the Big 12 uniform. Oh. But, um, and uh, so, yeah, no, it'd be awesome. But, yeah, I, I – Without really having talked to him the last couple of weeks, and it's funny, I'm actually going to speak with his head coach here next uh, week on Monday to kind of get a feel of you know his thoughts and reaction to it. But um, yeah, I, I think he's he's good to go. I, I don't know. This is kind of off topic here, but Ray J. Dennis actually came from Toledo to Baylor. Right, there, of so course. Follows in those footsteps and continues that uh, little Toledo Baylor chain there. <laughs> and hopefully, there's some recruiting going on for Ray J. I mean, I know he's busy. He's having one heck of a season for us so far. But this, that sounds like, Tyler, we're going to have to get you on after you talk with, with Coach there and, and see what the what the pulse of the room is. But Tyler Segerman from WTOL11. Tyler, where can people find you and, and continue on with this coverage, especially with the Daquan Finn recruiting? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's Twitter probably the best way to go. Uh, just Tyler Segerman, T-Y-L-E-R, S-E-G-G-E-R-M-A-N. Uh, that's where I'm most active. I don't know how many 
people will be tuning into our, our sports cast in Waco down there, but uh, our website is WTOL.com, rather. That's where we have all our stories and all our coverage um, for uh, Toledo Rockets and things like that. So those are the two biggest uh, platforms uh, we utilize the most. If anyone wants to follow along with that, that news, uh, follow me on Twitter or tune into our, our website or Facebook uh, newscast as well, and that's that'll be the best way to go about it. We'll certainly be following along. Tyler Segerman, thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate the time and your work. Yep, no, thank you, Cam. Appreciate it. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Tyler. You too. That that would be such a big win for Baylor, Aaron, if they can get this kid in the door. I, I just think it would totally change a, a lot of people's perception. I think it would change the perception for this year. I, no, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, well, I think he only has one year. I think he's a grad right. transfer. But, like... That's that's one of those. It's the only position that can really change it that much, right? At quarterback, it's. I know it's not the biggest need, but I think that's one where you can say this could change two or three games either way. Absolutely. Um, and I, I know, I know there are people saying, "What the heck are we doing? Taking a kid from the MAC? I don't even know Toledo we played football." We Robertson, which like, he still could be the starting quarterback next year, even if they do sign someone out of the portal. Right. And this but. is the beauty of the transfer portal, though. Like, these guys can be studs at a smaller college and get a shot. I know it stinks for Toledo. And like I said, kind of in jest, but it's going to be true. When Baylor starts having great uh, blue-chip players again, that's going to happen at Baylor, too. I mean, they're not going to be— Well, it happens at every school. Right, right. Like, Georgia and Alabama are losing players to the transfer portal. Absolutely. Kansas State. Like, like, I heard A&M fan tell me, well, you know, and he was right up until this year. People always talk about the people entering the transfer portal. It's been all backups. Well, true, but that hurts your depth. Right. And this year, that's big. It's not backups. Now, obviously, that's because Jimbo got fired. But yes, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> the transfer portal affects every school. It's just a matter of whether your NIL is good enough for it to be a net positive or a net negative. And when he entered the portal, DeQuan Finn was in the top five quarterbacks that were out there. Oh, absolutely. This a couple. I mean, this. I think this is before Kyle McCord, but you know, it was. It was. Dylan Gabriel and and Riley Leonard and Jaquan Finn was right up there. So I think this would be a humongous coup for the Bears if, if they can pull him in. But there is going to be some serious Big Ten interest. I hope uh, he commits this weekend. I that would be so. awesome. Don't let him leave. Like that, that that's what I was situation. thinking. Don't let him get back on the that's plane. That's what I Panthers was thinking. Did. Do not yeah. let him go back to Ohio without not, an answer. Not committed to Baylor, yeah. Well, speaking of Baylor, huh, I know. What a segue. We're going to have a little history lesson with Aaron when we come back, which is what is the top five moments in Baylor sports history? That's coming up on the Drake Toll Show. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back in action Thursday in the Farrell Center for the future Bears game hosting Delaware State. 10.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 11 a.m. tip-off Thursday. Tune into Baylor Women's Basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. All Around Maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, All Around Maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. 
Holiday gift giving is now upon us. At Morrison Gifts, we want to give holiday shoppers a break from the crowds. Starting now, enjoy special pricing on select items weekly through Christmas. Brands like John Hart, Consuela, Sweet Grace, and Times Candles. At Morrison's, you'll find home decor, gourmet items, bath and body, baby, and of course, Christmas decor. Let us build the perfect gift basket and remember free gift wrapping. Local delivery is available and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. At UBO Business Services, we recognize that on-prem print servers cost an organization $1,800 to $3,600 annually. With UBO, we are the only dealer in the country that can take print driver deployment, offer secure cloud printing, offer follow me print, scan to myself, and cloud as well as X-Media's faxing all to the cloud. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family and friends and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success and we do all the work. If you're on the road we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's you'll love our sausage. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Ring in the new year with unbeatable savings during the wrap-up-the-year sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. This month, get a new 2023 Ram 1500 Laramie Crew Cab 4x4, $15,000 off MSRP, or 2.9% for 72 months. Or how about a new 2023 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab 4x4, $12,000 off MSRP, or 2.9% for 72 months, plus an extra $500 off. For first responders, hurry in. These deals won't last long at Allen Samuels. Road trip. Take a road trip to Genco. Skip your car payments for 70 days. Refi your vehicle. Drop your rate. Rates as low as 5.69% APR for 48 months. Apply online for an additional discount of 0.15% off your loan. Genco is extending its auto refi road trip to December 30th. Last chance of the year to get your best rate ever. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoSCU.org, member NCUA. Genco! Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. A Central Texas tradition since 1898. Leard's Furniture and Appliance usually saves customers hundreds on their purchases. They feature a nice selection of products from outstanding manufacturers like Lazy Boy, Ashley, Flex Steel, Simply Amish, and Sealy Betty. Leard's Furniture and Appliance also offers free delivery and installation. Plus, if you need financing, they can offer plans to meet your budget. Located on the Courthouse Square in Gatesville, Leard's Furniture and Appliance. Check out their inventory today at leardsfurniture.com. 
Shake that thing, miss. Can I, can I shake that thing, miss? And I better shake that thing, yeah. Donna, Donna, Jody and Rebecca. Woman, get busy. Just shake that. Let's get busy. Yeah. Let's get busy on the Drake Toll Show. That's bumper music right there. Oh, man. Sean Paul. He could make a song, man, back in the day. He had some absolute bangers. He some amazing and great pitch of song. Oh man, when I looked up this song to put it on the list today, I looked up the Spotify version and it was like, Sean Paul, the 20th anniversary. And I was like, oh my. I think that song's like 20 years old, Aaron. Yeah, we're old. And I was like, yeah, I know. And I, I was like a kid. <laughs> like, I, I, obviously it wasn't five years ago, but I was like, wow. I was that's w- tough. well past being a kid. When that song, <laughs> if it I is in 2003, I was in came, like first grade. Yeah, when that song came on, I was in my early 30s. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but see, what's weird about me and that music taste, though, is... Uh, I, I like, so I am the youngest of six and my oldest sibling is eight years older than me. So I got a lot of that music that I shouldn't like have appreciated as a five-year-old or a six-year-old, you know? Um, but then I tuned out music by the time I was like a sophomore in high school. So anything from like the last 10 years, unless it was super popular, I got nothing. Yeah. I'm the I same way. I, well, mine was more. Unfortunately, alcohol related, but there was a good 15 years, 10 to 15 years where I just didn't listen to new music. Same thing because I was. And I don't know that I, I, I probably lot. never will again. I mean, if I have kids, probably I'll, I'll know some. Right. But. The only songs I heard were that were new were songs that became popular enough to be played on jukeboxes. Yeah, and then you heard yeah. those over and over again and I began to despise them. Like I love Chris Stapleton, but if I hear. Uh, Tennessee whiskey again. Oh, I don't need to hear that. The rest there of may life. be more really than one hole in the door into Ward's <laughs> office. I'm just telling you that. <laughs> uh, there, that is absolutely up there of songs. I don't even like hate. I just never need to hear again. There yeah, are some no, songs it's not I a hate, bad song. But, I've just heard well, it song, about I never got thirty thousand times. Everyone thought it was like one of the best songs ever written, and I'm just like, really? It's just yeah. I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> right. It's, it's a, just fine. Yeah. I, it wasn't revolutionary by any means. Like. Old Town Road, I just couldn't, like, I got sick of after a while. But when it came out, I was like, man, this is different. This is something yeah. new. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you, Aaron, how refreshed I was as a senior in college when I first heard Old Town Road. I had to hear it like three or four times in a row. This is before Billy Ray Cyrus, before, and it was brand new. And I was like, man, finally we hear something different. So, all that to say, like, oh two oh three oh four that's weirdly almost my wheelhouse even though i was so young so shout out to sean paul shout out to sean paul speaking of sean paul how about those baylor bears huh yeah, nice segue <laughs> thank you <laughs> i'm working on that so i we kind of posed this yesterday and it's it's a little bit of a slow week but we had some news that i could have gone with but i said you know what i told aaron yesterday to think of his top five moments in baylor sports history and i want to stick to that I made a list too, but I'm really going with yours here, and we'll get to mine if we have time. But I, I tried to avoid the recency bias. You have been a Baylor fan most of your life here. You've been here in Waco. You've seen the impact that it has. So 
we were talking about this because we talked about RG3 and where that ranks all time. So from five to one, Aaron, I want to hear your top five moments in Baylor sports history. Just yours. Mine. All right. We will start. Number five is case closed. Oh, yeah, that's huge... great. That's on my list, by the way. I didn't four. go because it was minus 10 degrees and I don't do cold <laughs> weather well, but I did watch on TV. It just did. Oh, unbelievable. It was so yeah. many things. It was a Baylor Big 12 title in football, which I never thought I would see. Going back that's to legit, the, yeah. like the Kevin Steele era, you, if you, if you went through it. that as a Baylor fan, you probably were thinking the same thing. It was also a win over... Baylor's biggest rival. You beat yes. Texas to do it. Yes. And it was the last game at Floyd Casey Stadium. And those obviously. awesome uniforms. Yes. And was, like, I mean, and it was the de facto conference championship. So this was just as big as playing UT and Arlington. Because you'll remember, Baylor needed OU to win that early, the game right before. It was, it was Bedlam and they needed OU to win because they had lost the tiebreaker at Oklahoma State. And so once OU won, that game, that Baylor and Texas, a, a win and you're in, yeah. Correct. Both of those had the chance, and they were kind of pummeled them. Was it 30 to 10? Yeah, it wasn't they, close. Uh, uh-huh. They scored late to make it look closer because it was 30 to 3 late in the fourth quarter. And, and for Baylor fans, too, you mentioned that, that a lot of them didn't think they would see that championship. It was like the next step. Most programs, the, the, the unreachable star is the national championship. But for mm-hmm. Baylor, it was so bad for so long. And you had seen it built up, and it was like, okay, we have the Heisman Trophy winner. We have the great offense. That's all fun and whatever. But people were saying all over the place, that's not a real team. They're not going to win championships with that. And that was another thing. Did. Like, I always thought, man, we had, and Heisman was great. It's, it's on the list. Spoiler nah, alert. I know. Spoiler alert. But no, actually, it's not. <laughs> it would get an honorable mention. The Heisman oh, itself is not. That's, that's true. It was okay. great, but. Uh, but I, I, that was my thought at the time. I never thought a Baylor player would win a Heisman, but even in the Heisman year, they didn't win the Big 12, you know? So it was a they little a bit of disappointment. Yeah. yeah, but a couple of years later. And I did get to see the very next year when they clinched against Kansas State, I was in the stands for that one. Much nice. better weather. Thank you to my ex-boss, Susie, for getting those tickets. Beautiful. It was, it was an amazing experience to see them clinch a Big 12 football title. They did it a couple of times. All right, number four, what do we got? RG3's Heisman moment. Okay, the Heisman moment. Yes. So not him winning that, that it. That, to moment. me, was bigger okay. than, I mean, it I, wasn't I, bigger I, than I the Heisman. I can't really argue with that. It was more important one, to me than the Heisman because it was their first win over Oklahoma ever. That's another thing. I didn't think ever. we'd ever beat Oklahoma because we have, yeah. never did. Yeah. And that pass across his body, across the field uh, to, was it Terrence Williams? Terrence Williams. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to beat Oklahoma when it, it looked like it looked like at least it was going to go to overtime, and I didn't like their chances just because no. of history. Well, and we, the short field, Blake Bell, the belldozer, was yes, having a big game. He had, he I tough. think, he had three like or three or four, three or four touchdowns, touchdowns yeah. already. Yeah, that was that game also. I think, so I think a, a meta part of that too is that that felt like the first next step for yes. Baylor. If I'm, if correct me if I'm wrong here, but Oklahoma. You know, you'd, you'd beaten TCU earlier in the year, the defending Rose Bowl champs, and that was a huge win, but TCU had kind of fallen off. I think they were like 6-6 six and six that year. OU was top five. Mm-hmm. Their fans are thinking, RG who? Like, right. like they, wait till they play a real team, and then this happens. Got to be one of the all-time great Floyd Casey moments, if not number one, besides case close, which we already went over. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it just, yeah, and, that, and you make a Singular great point, and that, and that is, that is a, a very important part of it. 
it signaled to the country that, that Baylor football was for real. For real. And this kid was for real. Absolutely. And they were ready to make that next step. Yep. And then anyway. the rest, as they say, is history. Went on to win the Heisman. I was at the last game that year, a home game against UT. We yep. were in the end zone, and the entire fourth quarter was nothing but RG3 for Heisman chant. That was it the was day. Beautiful. That was the day. So beautiful. In 2011, that we were watching in my basement. My dad, the Texas X, told me, you know, I think you'd do well at a place like Baylor. Talk about the recipe in history. There we go. All right, number three. Hmm. This one, don't come at me. Controversy? Everyone All right. knows my love for Baylor and every Baylor sport, especially men's basketball. Mm hmm. The national title is number three on my list. The men. Yes, I knew number I would. Number three. I knew I would get some, a lot of blowback for that. It, 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 was, it was one of the greatest moments of my life, and it's number three on this list because wow. I've been a Baylor fan since I was since I can remember actually. So there's a but most of the moments actually everything on this list is in my adult life. So well, it took it a while. Kinda, yeah, it yeah. took a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the men's oh, national title. Oh, see, I just can't third see on the list, but. Hey, I'm deferring to you. This is your list. God, what a moment that was. Anyway. And number, number two. two is what I thought would be number one on my list, but it's not. And after I gave it a lot of thought last night, it's the first women's national title in basketball. Okay. And that's actually, it's more of the final four. Upsetting LSU, Big a upset, huge yeah. comeback. We were having a watch party at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. It was Tom Barfield, mm -hmm. myself, and Butch Henry, and – uh, a couple hundred other people. It was packed. And they get down, I forgot, I think 20-something at the half. Yeah, I remember. And I looked points. at Butch Henry and I said, I'm going to go watch the rest of the game at my brother's. He goes, I don't blame you. He was superstitious, as was I. And by the time, it was about a 15-minute drive to my brother's. As by the time I had made it to my brother's, they had already cut it to six. Bang. And then they. It's only crazy if it doesn't work, Aaron. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I take all the credit for that. And to, to, again, put into context, I mean, this is the first time that Baylor Athletics has a seat at the table. Oh, absolutely. I know it's, I know it's women's basketball, but the final four, like, well, that, that was something that Baylor hadn't even, like, come close to in really anything. I know they made Omaha a few times, but, uh, well, once at that point, then they went later that, that spring. But this, this had to have been the first big-time uh, sports matchup, it must have felt like. Well, that, 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 that's the main reasons why it's number two. One, they, they beat a, a stupidly talented LSU team that had Simone Augustus and Sylvia Fowles on it. Both, I don't know if they'll be WNBA Hall of Famers, but they'll both but be college, yeah. college basketball Hall of Famers. And they were both first-team All-Americans, yeah. That huge upset with a huge comeback and then just destroying Michigan State in the yeah. title game. Emily Neiman just raining down threes from everywhere. And it's number two because... That game and those two games and that national championship was the first time that Baylor showed it could compete at the very top level mm -hmm. in the biggest in the bigger sports, and that's not a shot at any other sport. Sure, you know I remember Steve Smith got mad at the former coach because she said the first Big Twelve title in a major sport, and he wasn't happy about yeah. that. And I get it. I don't get. I didn't get him. Continually talking about it yeah, for the next five yeah. years. He made a lot out of it. Right. He? he still talks about it. But um, it, it really did. It was like, okay, Baylor can win at an elite level in any sport, except for football, I thought at the time. Sure. And that changed. Reasonable. And then 
Number one is the McPlay. Okay. Just because right. it, it, it it went against everything that you, you said that had been said and you heard all your life as a Baylor fan about Baylor in big games. You know, it, it wasn't is, true. That, yeah. You know, Baylor had won plenty of big games, but there was this kind of narrative that Baylor's going to Baylor. And even yeah, on that play, I tell, to I tell, I've told John Morris this, I've told a lot of people this, I still expect him to hit the pylon with the nose of that football when I watch the replay sometimes. It would have been so Baylor, right? Like, That's you're a, so close. It's like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, it didn't happen. And that <laughs> is absolutely why it's number one. One, Big 12 championship. And two, you cannot win a game in a closer way than that, in a more spectacular way than that, with well, McVay it's, making it's, that stop and holding him literally six inches from the end zone with a perfect camera angle yeah. to show the play, which I have uh, is my uh, pin tweet on Twitter. Right. It's just, it was just such an awesome moment. It's number one for me. It is one of the rarest things in all of sports to go like to see a game completely turn on one play, right? Mm-hmm. I mean like game tying home runs and, and game tying stuff is fantastic, but to go from certain defeat to certain victory, I've really only seen that I can remember off the top of my head two in my life. And thankfully for me, they were both my teams winning, but it's Malcolm Butler's uh, interception in the Super Bowl against mm-hmm. Seattle mm-hmm. and and that play. Yeah. And I, I got to agree. I don't know if I have a number one, Aaron, but <laughs> it's it's just, I you put it perfectly. Before the 2021 Men's Basketball National Championship, which was obviously early that year, mm-hmm. I was resigned to the fact that Baylor was going to get to these big games, but they weren't going to win them. I saw it throughout my time as a student and even a little bit before and then a little bit after. I mean, right, winning the Big 12 championships, that's fantastic. I don't, I don't want to downplay those. But then you get to the BCS Bowl game, you lose. When the whole nation's watching, you lose. Yes. Right? And then, you know, 2019, they go to the Big 12 championship and the Sugar Bowl. Well, they lose both. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the the even the just pretty good basketball teams, not great or anything, but they lose in the first round. And it just felt like every big game, you're going to get the, the nation watching. 2019 against Oklahoma. Yeah, The regular twice. season game. 28-3. to I, We talked about this a few weeks that ago. One was I remember so saying, brutal. like, yeah. what is the nation thinking right now? Oh, this is so awesome. And then it all falls apart. And Baylor fans were thinking. I remember thinking, man, can they hold on? And that's that's that was the mindset. And that's yeah, why the McClay, I think. Uh, that's why Jerry McVay's play was just so important. So then they win it in basketball, which disproves my theory. But then I'm now thinking, well, it's never going to happen in football. Right. The McPlay changes. A- absolutely. That. Yeah. I had and, the McPlay as an honorable mention, by the way. And before the men's national title and the Big 12 title that year, you know, people had said, okay, well, they did it in women's basketball, but they don't do it in other sports. Right. And it just felt like, okay, we've sold our soul year, for and those women's two basketball. Things yeah. changed that perception. Which is great. I'll go through my top five real quick. Okay. Just because we do have... So, no overlap. Well, of course, the men's Uh, basketball. There's two overlaps. Oh, okay. So, uh, my number five, because I didn't want to do recency bias, was Miracle on the Brazos. Okay. 74, and and winning the conference championship that year for the first time in 50 years really changed a lot about Baylor, and it's just whatever. It's historic. Uh, Case closed. It's number four, 2013 championship. And then I went a little different on the women's basketball one which I regret a little bit, but I'm going to stick with it. Number three, I had the 2012 women's basketball title. Well, I mean... Because it was so dominant. Yeah, they were 40-0, and 0 and they... Yeah. That's and, something that even UConn hadn't done up to that right. point. They that, did it that's afterwards. That's almost exactly why. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a, an amazing season, an amazing team with, with 
Brittany Griner and right. Odyssey Sims. And I, I'm not a Baylor fan at this point. I'm watching the game, mm-hmm. but I'm not a Baylor. And I just remember thinking, like, this is something that even in women's basketball where undefeated champions happen, like, this is going to be remembered for a long time. Absolutely. Brittany Griner's going to be one of the all-time greats. 40-0 and 0 is just such a perfect number. Like, that was going to—they were just so dominant. So that's my number three. Number two is RG3 winning the Heisman. Just because well, all the things we talked about yesterday about— what it did for Baylor as a school, not just an athletic department. And then I got the men's basketball national championship number one. To me, that that's about deservedly I, I, so. I, I it it pained me to have them at not not only not number one, but at, at three. But at three, Aaron. I had to go with my reactions. Yeah, which to, this is to what each I'm of the game. That's what I'm going for. Yeah, yeah. To each of those games, I, I tried to remember my reaction. And you know, now that I think about it, Sean Bell's pass to Ziegler to Ziegler, Ziegler should probably have. This day. Well, no, I don't know who would have bumped. It's definitely an honorable mention, but should, yes, I was by myself mention. in the studios on Valley Mills when the station was still over there, but I was jumping up and down and screaming myself hoarse. Finally beat a Yes, it had Finally. been a long time coming. That men's basketball national championship felt like heaven, man. Yeah, no, I, right. I, I, I don't think Baylor will win a football national championship, at least not in my lifetime. No, it can happen. I mean, TCU got to the final last year, right? But I don't think it's going to happen. So to me, that's like as good as it gets. And I just remember that those two days, it was just, it was awesome. Everyone in the country was talking about us. It was great that they put a beat down on one of the best teams ever. That was another thing. Everybody was, you know, you talked about the women's streak when they won, when they went 40-0. and 0. All anyone could talk about, even though Baylor was blowing out everybody they played in that tournament, was how great and how dominant Gonzaga was and how they were going to go undefeated and, and win a national championship yeah. and be one of the all-time great teams. And Baylor just boat races them. That game was not competitive. They, and it was they, a collision course the whole season. Yeah, too, they, they cut it to nine right before the half is as close as they got it after Baylor made their first run. Oh, that was just the best. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, are we going to become Duke? Jury's still out. <laughs> hey, Jury's still out. Exactly it it right. could happen. Anyway, that's, that's my top five. Honorable mention was the 05 National Championship, the McPlay, the Sugar Bowl win as well, um, the great comeback in Omaha in 05, uh, just to name a few. But... That's your top five greatest moments in Baylor history. And one more honorable mention, 50-7. to seven, Oh, the that's first great, Baylor man. Football I want that win. sweatshirt so bad. Yeah, in Austin, James Francis was just as dominant a defensive oh, player great. as I've ever seen in a college football game. They could literally could not block him. I think he blocked two punts in that game and returned one for a touchdown. He had a couple of sacks. He was just amazing and that was an amazing game to watch and 61 58 absolutely deserves a mention <laughs> i mean it's got a, it's one of the great regular season absolutely. games and, in the history of the big 12 and that was my first game at at mclean stadium wow and wow. thankfully so because the friend that i went with one of my best friends kim she got the tickets that day I had to get somebody to cover me at work luckily was able to and we were going to leave at the end of the third quarter but we were like it's our first, it was her first time too. We're like, hey, it's our just first time in McLean. Let's stay till the end. We didn't think they were going to come back and win. We just didn't want to leave early. Right. Glad we didn't because uh, they did come back and win. That what would definitely day. be an honorable mention also. What a day and what a top five. We'll do this day in sports history when we come back. Here to close things out on the Drake Toll Show. 
Recently on the John Moore Show. Jim Haller, our guest. Well, first of all, it's hard to believe that I never coached a game in there and it's been open 36 years. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I tell you, I've enjoyed that arena. It's brought a lot of great memories to Baylor fans. And as great as it's been, I am so excited about what the Foster Pavilion can mean for the future of both of these programs. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 and Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. All Around Maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, All Around Maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're Real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. Happening now, free lab-grown diamond earrings up to 4 carat total weight, free at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Spend $6.99 or more and get half carat to 4 carat lab-grown diamond stud earrings for free. 0% financing on-site master jewelers and up to 60% off Christmas specials. That's 0% financing on-site master jewelers and up to 60% off Christmas specials. You always receive more when you choose Diamore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. See store for details. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Don't go through another year with that awful joint pain. Call QC Connects right now. Make 2024 the year you go back to living normal life again. Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. QC Kinetics can give you your life back. The nation's leader in regenerative medicine. These are all natural treatments that can repair and restore that damaged tissue, giving you pain-free movement again. If you have pain from an old injury or pain associated with arthritis, you need to check this out. The future of medicine is here. Regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. Make the call now so you can get the most out of 2024. Get back to doing what you love. And don't forget, you can use your HSA and FSA funds. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation. 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2000. 
2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. song he ever wrote this is what happens when drake's not here he can't good bumper music yes that too (laughs) and he can't put a stupid argument that the wreck of the edmund fitzgerald's better look fine song he can he's just wrong fine song you know it's it's good it's good i really like it but this is a song r.i.p gordon lightfoot yeah uh, last year sometime yeah and he was doing shows up till up the end. Till that, yeah. I remember, I mean, he was one of those just classic, like, small-time casino, like, put a chair out there kind of thing. Still making a living, you know? So my dad and my stepmom, years ago, I mean, years ago now, it was probably five or six years ago, um, my dad doesn't do concerts or anything like that. They went and saw Kenny Rogers. And I was like, Kenny Rogers is still alive? Obviously, he's not anymore. But, right. Um, I was like, is he still alive? My dad was like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> They put like a like a stool out there, and he just he does the gambler, which is an all time yeah. great song, right? Too. But oh, I I listened but, uh, so much to Kenny like Rogers that. growing up because yeah. my mom liked him. Gordon Lightfoot was was like that, I think, going to the end. Glenn Campbell was like that. Well, and uh, it's not great, that he's super great super artist. old. It's more other physical ailments. But Phil Collins, he's quick touring now. Yeah. But his last few concerts, he was ba- they sat him in a chair and he sang. Because yeah, that that was like Glenn Campbell. I mean, he had yeah. the dementia. He was going and. You take him backstage, you wouldn't remember his name, and he'll go out there and he'll do all of Galveston, man. I think he'll do Rhinestone Cowboy. Right. It was it's amazing, actually. It's incredible. It, yeah. It's unbelievable, actually. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're we're rounding things out here. We only got a couple minutes, but we're gonna keep the tradition alive here. Thanks to the great Aaron Sexton for this day in sports history. Aaron, um, what do you got? On this day in sports history, at the Polo Grounds in New York City, the Green Bay Packers beat the Boston Redskins twenty-one to six for their fourth. NFL title in what year? Boston Redskins. Mm-hmm. This has got to be depression. I'm going to go 39? 1936. Oh! They were so devastated by the loss to the Packers that they moved to D.C. the next year. Okay. And in 1937 okay. became the Washington Redskins. Must have been Sammy on the team by then, Sammy Ball. I think he might have. I think he played in Boston. Sweetwater zone, TCU zone, slinging Sammy, Sammy Ball. Ball. The, on this day in sports history, the Dodgers traded Jackie Robinson to the Giants oh, for pitcher nice. Dick Littlefield and $35,000. However, rather than be traded, Robinson retired. What year was it? No way will I ever play for the Giants. And this is while they were still in New York, I believe, which would be 1957? 56. 56. Oh, yes. I always do that, Aaron. You were so close. Although this one's less of an excuse because he wouldn't have actually played in 57 like some of the other ones that I guess wrong like that. But yeah, 56, okay. On this day in sports history, Roger Clemens signs with the Toronto Blue Jays Ooh. from your stupid Boston Red Yeah, <laughs> when Dan Duquette, the GM, said he's yeah. in the twilight of his career. Yeah, he was so 
And he was 100% like, right on that, right? I mean, <laughs> if all things were being equal and legal, he <laughs> yeah, was probably no, pretty right. Yeah, no, uh, that would have been 96. That is correct. Very they had, good. They had Clemens as the opening day starter from like 86 to 96. Then Tom Gordon was the opening day starter in 97. And then like 98 to 04 was Pedro Martinez. So you had Clemens one stop and then Pedro all the way through. Pretty good run. Yeah, that's not bad. And he went on to win a couple of pitching triple crowns with Toronto. Yeah, he had some amazing seasons. After I think that's when he started. The, <laughs> he and Canseco were teammates in Toronto. What a coincidence. Hmm. hmm. And he pitched better in his 40s than he did in his yeah. late 30s. I have such a complex relationship with the Rocket, man. I can imagine. I can imagine. Mine not complicated at all, considering he played at UT and then the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) See, that's where it's tough for me. I mean, and had a great career. You can't ever do that with these steroid guys. You just can't. But like he and Bonds and probably Hall of Famers before they ever touched it. Before they did it, at least that we know of, right? Before they touched it. But ah, just sucks. On this day in sports history. Ron Dane won the 65th Heisman Trophy. Ron Dane. That would have been 99, right? That's exactly right. Yeah! I, I was going to give yeah! you a hint, hint and say, you know, something, something's dumb about Prince's song, but you got it. No, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> let's what see. a bust, Ron Dane. Uh, let's go with the 81st Heisman Trophy winner on this day in history, Derrick Henry from Alabama. My freshman year, I was watching it in uh, in Martin Hall at Baylor. That's 2015. Very good. And finally, yeah. Washington Capitals center Alex Ovechkin scores a hat trick in a 7-3 road win over the Chicago Blackhawks to score his 800th career goal on this day in what year? Ooh. 2021? 22. Oh! 22. He's going he's to break Gretzky's record, I think. I think you're right, yeah. I didn't th- that that's like which I don't love. I just feel like I don't either. I didn't think this is such a record stupid, would ever be broken. And it's a stupid argument that I have, but I just feel like that should be a record for Wayne Gretzky. Like I just do. I, no, I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? As good as Ovechkin is. I don't really have a dog he's in the not, fight. I don't really care he's about not Wayne Gretzky. Man. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I love the record that Gretzky has of even he would be the all-time points leader if he never scored a goal. Which is incredible. You get a point for a goal and an assist. So he could, yeah, no, he would have the all time points record just by assist. And, which I think will probably be done once Ovechkin passes that. Yeah. Uh, and that that like I said, that was one that I I thought that would be like Nolan Ryan's strikeout record. Yeah. And 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 no hit record. Like nobody's even gonna get close to those. Well, he's probably gonna break it, like you said. One last note on that before we go. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Nolan Ryan strikeout record, which you know, is pretty pretty good. I was looking through some old records doing a quiz yesterday of uh, like strikeout leaders in the early 2000s. There was one year they were like, okay, who had 379 strikeouts? It was Randy Johnson. But I was like, 379 strikeouts, Aaron. That's insane. I mean, Pedro, like the year before, had 313. That's a huge number. Right. Anything no over one gets 200 three, anymore because the innings. Anything but. over 300, even back in the day, was amazing. One of the all-time greats. It was only Ryan doing that, basically. 79. Yeah, that's incredible. In the steroid era, <laughs> which is, is like the perfect one to not have strikeouts in because it's not like today where there's a bunch of strikeouts, right? right? It's it, not like he was facing like was Joey couple, Gallo, you know, right. 50 times a year. There's a couple of guys on each team that would roll it up. And then the other ones were like the old school contact guys don't strike out. And he was great. Anyway, this is a great show today. 
That's fine. Thank you so much, Aaron. No problem. Enjoy Drake it. Toll will be back tomorrow. Oh, man. Takes the pressure off me a little bit, and I don't have to go use this microphone. You'll know what I mean by that. Uh, but Drake will be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about sports. I think. Thank you for making it your lunchtime listen every day from 12 to 2. John Morris coming up next, and then Matt Mosley. In the afternoon, Aaron will be along for the ride for all of those, and starring in those well, not just along for the ride. But we'll see you tomorrow. This has been, and will be once again tomorrow, and probably the next day, the Drake Toll Show. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys Football 2023. Snap to Prescott, fake to Pollard. Only heard Deep and going to the middle, and there's Cooks all along. All season. In the middle of the end zone. Touchdown, Cowboys. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills. Live from Highmark Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Cowboys and Bills. Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert